the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Then on the seventh day, God stopped creating. He ceased working. He rested. So man's first full day of existence was spent in fellowship with God. That's why we were created. We were created for a relationship with God and to enjoy fellowship with Him. You were made to know God and to enjoy Him in a relationship. And if you're not in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you are missing the whole purpose of your existence. If you are a believer, how would you describe your faith life? Is it primarily focused on rules, do's and don'ts? Or do you have a relationship with the person of God? The Bible talks a lot about people who are just religious, and it distinguishes them from those who know Jesus. In today's message, Pastor Dan will show you that Jesus died to set you free from superficial religion, so that you can instead have a real relationship with God. If that sounds pretty amazing, it's because it is. Which one are you? Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 12, we pick it up in verse 1. And at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place, there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. And then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. 
Yet he warned them not to make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, in whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name Gentiles will trust. So in chapter 12, Jesus gets into a controversy with the Pharisees over the Sabbath day, specifically observing the man-made rules and regulations of the Pharisees regarding the Sabbath day. Again, in verse 1, it says, At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry, and so they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. Now, let me just stop us right there. If you're taking notes, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25, Deuteronomy 23, 25 tells us that a person was allowed to enter a field that did not belong to them to get something to eat if they were hungry. So they were allowed to go into a grain field and take some grain or pick some fruit to eat if they were hungry. You have to keep in mind, there were no Chick-fil-A's in those days, right? There were no Taco Bell's. Sometimes people say, oh, I wish I lived in the days of Jesus. Hey, there were no Chick-fil-A's. If you were hungry while you were traveling, you would go into some stranger's grain field and pluck some wheat, and that's what you would eat. Or you'd go pick some fruit, and you would eat that to hold you over until you got home. Also, in that same verse that I mentioned in Deuteronomy 23, the Lord also says that you are not allowed to go into the field and harvest a whole bunch of grain or a whole bunch of fruit. You couldn't go in there and harvest like a whole bushel of fruit. It's amazing to me that God has to say those kinds of things to us, right? He knows us so well that we're, well, hey, you said we could go in the field and take some fruit. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to bring a tractor with me, you know, kind of thing. So, What Jesus' disciples did was, it was perfectly legal to do this according to the law of Moses. They were hungry. They were permitted to go into a field, pluck some grain to eat to hold them over. Once I was trout fishing in the western part of the state, and I was in this river, and this river passed through a farm, and there was wheat growing. And I thought of this passage. Uh, So I got out of the river, and I plucked some wheat and rubbed it in my hands, because that's what it says to do in Luke's gospel, and ate it. And it tastes kind of like cornflakes. So if you're ever wondering, wonder what wheat tastes like, just raw, sort of like cornflakes. The amazing thing, too, is on this farm there was a cow. And so I milked the cow, and I made a bowl of cereal. (laughs) Just kidding about the cereal. but So verse 2 says, And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And so the Pharisees apparently were hiding there in the grain field and popped up and said, aha, we caught you. My question is, what were the Pharisees doing out in a wheat field on the Sabbath day? Now, the Pharisees said what the disciples did was not lawful to do on the Sabbath. That's an important word in the verse. It's not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And they mean it was not lawful according to their man-made rules. Uh, The Jews, even still today, and at that time, uh, they had a whole set of man-made rules 
known as the oral law or the traditions of the elders or the Mishnah is what it's most commonly referred to today. Uh, The Mishnah was like a commentary on the law that interpreted the law and it explained the restrictions of the law according to the Jewish leaders. And the reason they have this oral law and this interpretation is because in the Old Testament, uh, the children of Israel disobeyed God's law. They rejected God's law. And because of their disobedience, they were sent into captivity in Babylon. And so they didn't want that to happen again. And so they created what they called a fence around the law. A fence around the law. So if the law of Moses says you can't cross this line right here, they decided, okay, well, we're going to build a fence way over there. And that way, that fence will keep us far from crossing the line. It'll keep us far away from breaking God's law. And so I think the original intention of the fence was good. It was to keep the Jewish people safely away from breaking the law. But over time, they kept adding more and more and more rules and more and more and more regulations. They kept building that fence higher and higher and higher. And so by the time of Jesus, the Pharisees, to the Pharisees, that oral law, those rules became more important than what the Bible actually says. And the oral law kind of came to the forefront and was more important to them than what the word of God actually says. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 3, Jesus said, the Pharisees transgress the commandment of God by their tradition. So their rules, their laws actually caused them to transgress what the word of God says. Also in Matthew chapter 15, verse 6, Jesus said, you cancel the word of God. By your tradition. And so this was the case with the Sabbath. They had all of these rules regarding the Sabbath day. Now, I want to look at what the Bible actually says about the Sabbath. So we have a you know a good biblical working definition of the Sabbath. So start with me by going to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, here is the creation of account. And this is where we see the Sabbath originated from, Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. He set it apart because in it, He rested from all his work, which God had created and made. So the Sabbath day actually predates the law of Moses. It goes back to the creation. And on the seventh day, it says God rested. That doesn't mean God was tired. He was worn out from creating the heavens and the earth. It means that he rested from creating. He stopped working and he sanctified that seventh day. He set it apart. Now, The pinnacle of God's creation is man. He created man in his own image. And God created man on the sixth day. Then on the seventh day, God stopped creating. He ceased working. He rested. So man's first full day of existence was spent in fellowship with God. 
That's why we were created. We were created for a relationship with God and to enjoy fellowship with him. You were made to know God and to enjoy him in a relationship. And if you're not in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you are missing the whole purpose of your existence. That's why God created you to have a relationship with you. So this is where the Sabbath day comes from. It comes from the creation story, the creation account in Genesis 2. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Now, turn with me over to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20, we have the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 20, verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to keep it set apart is the idea. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And so here God says on the Sabbath day, it shall be holy to you, it shall be set apart. Verse 10, he says, you shall not do any work, you nor your kids, nor your servants, No one in your household, your whole family is to take the seventh day off from work and rest and do no work and just spend the day together. Notice in verse 11, he ties it back to the creation account that we just read in Genesis chapter 2. Now, let me just point something out for you. If God did not create the heavens and the earth and all that is in the earth in six literal 24-hour days, if those six days of creation were actually ages representing millions of years, as people claim, the Sabbath day doesn't make sense then. Because he's saying you need to take the seventh day and rest. And if each of those days represent millions of years, well, then are we supposed to rest for millions of years on the Sabbath day? They have to be six literal days. 24-hour days for it to even make sense. And so God commanded, rest on the Sabbath. Do not work. Take a day off. Spend it with your family. Notice it doesn't say you have to go to synagogue or you have to go to the temple. He doesn't even command that. He just says, "I, I want you to take a day off and rest. Do no work. Spend it with your family. Which, by the way, this is something entirely new in humanity. To have a day off and a day of rest. It doesn't exist before this. God is introducing something new here. Now, a question I'm sometimes asked is, are Christians required to keep the Sabbath? And the answer to that question is no. 
We're not required to keep the Sabbath. It's the only one of the Ten Commandments that is not repeated in the New Testament. And also in Exodus 31, Exodus 31, God says the Sabbath is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. So it's a sign between God and the children of Israel. Again, this whole idea of taking a day off and just resting and spending it with your family, that's a whole new concept in humanity. And so for the children of Israel, this is going to be something that makes them unique. They take a day off. They spend the day with their family. That's unheard of in the world at that time. And so it's a sign between God and Israel. But I will say, if you're a Christian, you can keep the Sabbath if you want. You're free to do that. You're free in Christ. It's just not required. But if you want to esteem a day, one day of the week, above another, and take a day off and spend it with your family, you can. And that's probably a good thing to do. So God intended this Sabbath day to just be a blessing to his people. A day of rest, a day of no work, a day spent with family. But the Jews then, through all of their rules and regulations that I mentioned, this oral law, the Mishnah, they turned the Sabbath from a blessing to a burden. Mark chapter 2, Jesus said that the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created to bless mankind. Man was not created for the Sabbath, but the Pharisees made man a slave to the Sabbath. It became a yoke around the neck. The oral law of the Jews, the Mishnah, listen to this. It lists over 1,500 actions that constitute work on the Sabbath. Again, you saw the verses. They're using the same Bible that you have sitting in your lap. All it said, all God said was, you shall not do any work on the Sabbath. You would think most people can figure out what that means for themselves, right? I know when I'm working. I know when I'm not working. But the Pharisees said, no, you can't figure that out for yourself. We need to tell you. And so here's a list of 1,500 things that are forbidden on the Sabbath day. So much for it being a day of rest. Now I got to keep track of these 1,500 rules. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus said of the Pharisees, they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders. Speaking of all these man-made rules and regulations, they came up with and put them on the people. These things became a heavy burden for people. And people lost the original intent of God's command because of all these rules. People got all twisted up by all these rules. And by the way, Orthodox Jews and ultra-Orthodox Jews still observe these same Sabbath rules today. And they're still just as burdensome to keep. And actually hinder people from just having a relationship with the Lord. I have a picture. I just want to show you one example that I think illustrates what I'm talking about. This is a sign uh, at the Western Wall Plaza in Jerusalem. That's that wall that's at the, the base of the Temple Mount where Jews go to pray. It's one of the most holy sites to Jews. There are Jews praying at the Western Wall 24 hours a day. And these are the rules to enter into the Western Wall Plaza. Look at number four. 
the this system has been made suitable for use on Shabbat, that's Sabbath, and festivals by the Zomet Institute. Look what it says. The chief rabbis of Israel have ruled that walking through the metal detector system does not violate Shabbat or festivals. You know why it says that? Because according to their rules, you're not allowed to use electricity on the, on the Sabbath day. Because using electricity, according to their interpretation, I'm not talking about Bible here, I'm talking about man-made rules. According to their interpretation, using electricity is the same as starting a fire or building a fire, and you're not allowed to build a fire. And so understand, here, here is a, a, a devout Jewish person who wants to go to the Western Wall, one of the most holy sites for them. It's as close as they can get to where the temple once stood, and they want to go there to pray, and then they want to go there on the Sabbath day to pray and seek the Lord, but they've got to go through a metal detector first. And now because of all these rules, they're in knots. Can I pass through that metal detector? If I pass through that metal detector, I'm going to cause electricity to work. And I might violate the Sabbath rules. And so they needed a rabbi to give a ruling. And say, no, you can pass through the metal detector and not, set up, and not break the rules. But praying to God is a good thing. But now because of these rules, ah, I don't know if I can go down there. I don't know if I can go through this metal detector. And so you see how it's, it's a hindrance to them. And so they have all these rules, 1,500 rules for the Sabbath day that they have to obey. Even things like they're told they're not to lift a burden heavier than a dried fig. And so, depending on your keychain, you can't carry your keys in your pocket or your wallet in your pocket. Or worse, for ultra-Orthodox moms, some ultra-Orthodox moms don't pick up their babies on the Sabbath day. Because it's a burden, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying, this is the burden that's heavy to bear, that these rules put on, on people. At the same time, the Jews have created many kind of workaround, <laughs> workarounds for these rules. For example, one of their rules for the Sabbath day says you cannot travel more than about 3,000 feet from your house on the Sabbath. That's a Sabbath day journey about 3,000 feet. And so Jewish communities and cities, what they do is they place a thin cable around the perimeter of the entire city. And they say that now everything inside this cable is part of my house and part of my property. It's called an eruv in Hebrew. And they claim everything within that cable as part of their home. And that way they can freely travel throughout the whole city on the Sabbath day. You may not know it, but Baltimore City has one of these cables around it. Washington, D.C. has a cable around it that incorporates all of downtown Washington, D.C. So that now they're free to just travel within the city because all of this is part of my home. There is on, uh, on Thursdays, uh, they update, they actually, the rabbis will travel around the city and check the cable to make sure it doesn't have any breaks in it. And there's a hotline you can call on Thursdays that'll just say the roof is up, meaning it, it's, still, it's still up and you're free to travel on the Sabbath day. And Jewish people in the community 
donate money for the maintenance of this cable around the city. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.